It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. Most athletes dream about standing on the Olympic podium receiving their gold medal, but few ever have the opportunity to actually do so. Today's guest, Ashley Johnson, knows what it feels like to earn gold. Ashley is a two-time Olympic gold medalist and goalie of Team USA Water Polo. She was named the top goaltender of the Olympic Games, having stopped an astounding 80 of 124 shots. Ashley is a Princeton graduate who is passionate about using her Olympic platform to inspire other women to pursue their dreams in any field. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jen. So, Ashley, let's start off by saying congratulations. What does it feel like to wear that gold medal around your neck? Thank you so much. I mean, it's heavy. It's (laughs) like physically heavy, but um, it's awesome. The gold medal is a representation of all of the hard work over the past five years that our team has put into this and all of the dreams that we've each carried for each other and the dreams of our family. So it's it's a welcome way. It's really, really cool. When did you start playing water polo and, and how did you even get interested in the sport? I started playing water polo um, when I was nine and I started swimming with the swim team around the same time. I got interested in the sport actually because the swim team that our mom put us in, me and my four siblings, just happened to have water polo. And next to swimming, water polo was so much more fun and engaging and dynamic. And it just drew the attention of my whole family. Like we all love the sport and it's carried us forward to this day. Well, I can understand, you know, being a little bit more engaging. My boys are swimmers, so I'm a swim mom. And I know what it's like to travel two hours to a swim meet to watch them swim for about 30 seconds. So there's a little bit more excitement for the family. Yeah, and also training for all of those hours to swim for the 30 seconds. And also um, 50 free uh, competitor. I swim with 50 free, so my race was short and it was fun. And I actually loved um, training with swimming. I loved, like, being in the pool, like, just swimming, staring at the line was boring. But competing, I didn't really like being by myself on that block, you know. I didn't – the type of – competition for me wasn't it wasn't what it was right for me I love being a part of a group I love going towards a common goal with a team and water polo just had everything that I loved Ashley when people who have big dreams share those dreams with other people oftentimes there are those naysayers who try to discourage us from following through and going for the gold like you did were there people in your life who tried to discourage you from dreaming big um, I'm, there were people who, uh, maybe not directly tried to discourage me, but didn't really see the path or the pathways for me to get to where I am today. And it really might not have been intentional, but yeah, there were people who didn't believe in me, didn't, um, understand where I could go with this sport. 
And I'm lucky because I had a lot. I had a lot more people who did believe in me and who did know how far this sport could take me, and that there were a lot of opportunities in here for me, and who encouraged me to continue playing when there are moments where maybe I wanted to give up or um, it got really hard and um, it wasn't very clear for me personally where I was going with the sport. I'm lucky to have had such a solid support system. In in addition to that external support system, how did you yourself? keep yourself mentally strong because so much of success, no matter what you're looking to achieve, whether it be in sports, professionally, no matter what it is, so much of it is the way that we think. So how were you able to keep those negative influences, those thoughts outside of your mind so it didn't distract you or stop you? I'm a highly competitive person. So everything that I've done in this world has been about how competitive I am and how much I want to win, how much I am willing to work to win and um, not that I always do win like part of being an athlete part of being in sport is that you're going to fail a lot but um, the best reward for me is getting to those points where I have uh, success whether that's getting a little bit faster in swimming whether that's making one block whether that's making a good pass or developing a relationship with a new teammate like all of those little wins um, add up, and it's it's just a really cool uh, part of sport that it challenges you to grow and it challenges you to win. But I also love that I have fun every single time I'm in the water, every single time I'm playing. And I don't think that if I were not having fun with this, I would be able to do it for as long as I have because um, I'm someone who's highly motivated by fun as well. Whatever I'm doing, I want to do it well, and I want to be having fun with it. Well, I think you just made two great key points. The first one is that the success that you've achieved, you know, people think that you just go for that kill and and you, you know, people joke about being a 20-year overnight sensation, but it is those little wins, little win after little win that do accumulate and add up to the big win. And, And the other thing that you said was the importance of having fun. You know, so many of us do things that we don't enjoy, and then we wonder why we don't succeed at it. So I think those were two really great points that you made. Yeah, and there's parts of this whole process that aren't fun, right? But Mm -hmm. um, part of being a part of a team, too, is finding the fun in the hub and finding the fun in giving your best effort and knowing that with the not fun part comes the fun. Like, there's always going to be something that's engaging and for you in the process. And now when I look back, there were a lot of of hard parts. There were so many um, difficult times. Being a part of this team, being in this process, just training for the Olympics and in the pursuit of gold. But what I really remember and hold on to are the fun times that I had with my teammates and the growth that I challenged myself to do and that the sport challenged challenged me to have and that my teammates challenged me to, to do. You just mentioned when you look back, when you do look back, did you ever think that you would be where you are now? Do you pinch yourself all the time? I do. I it's it's surreal um, having set a goal so ambitious and having reached it. But um, we've had a plan. Like our team has had a plan. Our coaches have have had a plan for all of us. And um, when it comes down to it, it's about execution and it's about being ready in the moment when you need to be ready. And I have had full trust in this process, full trust in the preparation that we put in, the time and effort, and full trust in our staff who 
have built this plan from our strength coach to our trainers who are head coaches and assistant coaches and all of my teammates. We've all worked really, really hard for this. And it doesn't always look like what you thought it was going to look like. Like there was a global pandemic. We had an extra year of training and um, preparation. There was so much uncertainty. Um, there were times when we didn't even know whether the Olympics were going to happen, whether we were going to even be able to go for our goal. So um, it might not look what exactly what we planned it to look like, but there's always a plan. We're always striving towards something, and um, it's just about taking those little steps every day to get closer to that goal and execute the plan. Ashley, we touched upon this a few moments ago. There was a lot of attention on mental health issues. And I can't even imagine the type of pressure Olympic athletes have to endure to always be a winner. So when you read articles about your performance or you see quotes when people are are critiquing, you know, people who haven't even, they've never dove into a pool, but yet they're tearing your performance apart. How do you stay mentally strong and mentally fit to push that type of criticism aside? That's, that's a great question. Um, I think that athletes do face a lot of external pressure on their performance. In addition to getting at this level, getting to this level, the elite level of um, athletics, you have to put a lot of pressure on yourself as well and be hypercritical of your performance and be open to criti- criticism and um, praise of your performance. But one thing that I've taken with me through my career is that I'm open to criticism and praise from certain people in my circles. And I know those people and I trust those people. And I, I know um, the limits of other people who are outside of that circle's knowledge. And it, it really matters where you put the value of that criticism, where you, um, how you internalize or don't internalize that criticism or praise, because some random people could be told, random person could be telling you how good or how bad you are. And they don't know the hours that you put in. They don't know the training that you put in. They don't know um, how much you sacrificed or how far you've come. So really focusing on who that praise or criticism comes from is a really helpful thing for me to um, maintain my distance from that praise or criticism from someone who doesn't really know me, who doesn't really know me as an athlete and um, doesn't know my potential because you you really can't take feedback from everyone. It's not realistic. It's not productive. And um, if your goal is to grow, if your goal is to learn, then uh, you're going to, criticism is a really important piece of that, but it matters who it's coming from. Ashley, anyone who has played sports will tell you every game is important, but the big game, the day that you're playing for gold, can you take us through that day? Do you have rituals that you always do before games are you superstitious what was it like for you i really try hard not to be superstitious or stick to any sort of ritual outside of what our team has built in because our team has a really good system for coaching like we wake up have meals together um have a morning swim to just loosen out and get our mind right get our bodies warmed up and then we kind of relax on our own and then get back together, have a pre-game meeting, make sure that everyone knows the plays, the scouting, um, are ready to get into this game, start getting our minds prepared for actually playing. And then we have our real game warm-up and just get into it. But at that point in that final game or even going into the quarter semis, finals, everything should be ironed out. Everything is... Um, 
just kind of review of what you've done a hundred times, a thousand times. So it's kind of, you're going through this routine that you've built over the past five years, four years on a, in a regular Olympic cycle. And it should be kind of second nature, but I try personally not to stick to any sort of routine because I don't want, um, if I don't have one thing that day for it to affect me mentally, you know, but yeah, it's just about controlling what you can control and knowing that you've been in this moment so many times, so many different times that you just go through it. Your body knows, your mind knows, and you're prepared. There's a lot of self-talk that goes into that that day because no matter how many times you've been there, it's a huge deal to be playing in an Olympic final. It's a huge deal to be playing in the Olympics, to be um, on that kind of age performing. So, yeah, just reminding yourself that you've been there. You said it's a huge deal. Did you feel a big responsibility that like you're representing so many people? Um, I felt a big responsibility that I about the communities that I represent at different times. But when it's game time, I'm not thinking about anything but the game. I'm thinking about the players that I'm going to play against. I'm play, thinking about the players that I'm playing with and just executing the game plan, like I said, um, in the right way and making the right play and um, supporting my teammates through the game. I've heard you say that you represent people of color in aquatics. What are your hopes for those who are seeing your achievements? My hope for those who are seeing my achievements is that they can look at me and see themselves and know that there's a lot of opportunity in aquatic sports for people of color, that we belong here and that we excel here. And um, I want them to know that this is a possibility. This is a pathway for excellence. This is a pathway for opportunity. And even if the only thing that someone takes from following the, the path that I followed is learning to swim or joining a swim team or going to college, there's so much here. There's something here for everyone. And I've just gotten so many opportunities through swimming and through water polo. I um, will do anything that I can to open up that opportunity to other people. And Ashley, finally, when someone looks at you, I mean, you've pretty much laid out what it took to get to where you are today. But somebody who's saying to themselves, I can't do what she did. That's just not in the cards for me. What do you say to that person, no matter what their dream may be? I say that if you want to do something, there's a way to do it. Find someone who's done it before and literally just ask them what the steps are. Ask them what the first step you can take is. If you take a big goal and you break it down into little steps or like the hardest thing is figuring out what that step, that first step is. So if you're envisioning the big picture, it might seem impossible. But if you believe in yourself and you have the right people supporting you, you can do anything. Ashley, thank you so much for spending this time with us. And again, congratulations. We are all so proud of you and your team. Thank you so much, Sloan. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.